Welcome everybody to the Mando Fan Show. We are live on this Wednesday evening talking about the season three finale of The Mandalorian titled The Return, written by Jon Favreau, uh, apparently to the dismay of some people, and directed by Rick Famuyiwa, who I think most people uh, have really enjoyed what he's been bringing to the table. But either way, we are here to talk about the conclusion to season three. And with me, as always, is James and Lacey. And our guests are a dynamic theme park <laughs> vlogging duo from Ordinary Ventures. It is Living Peter the and dream. Ketra. How are you? Welcome <laughs> to the Mando Fan Show. And welcome back, Peter, making his second turn on the Mando Fan Show. How are you guys? Right. Yeah. Thanks Good. for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm happy I could join. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Awesome to have you both here with us. Uh, first of all, Got a comment on the shirts. I love the Ordinary Adventure shirt that we have. The tie-dye is uh, <laughs> making a big comeback. Uh, I'm a fan of tie-dye. I actually had, I don't know if you guys remember this, but they had this run of Phantom Menace tie-dye shirts back in the day. Oh, and I had the Yoda one. Jealous. I, I had the the dual one, and it's some. And my dad used it to clean the wax off his car or something. I don't know what happened to it, but now I've seen people <laughs> like buying them up on eBay, and I'm like, now I got to go back and pay a hundred bucks to buy a shirt I got for like ten bucks. I love bucks that tie dyes like make you can come back. <laughs> huge, it's a yeah. huge comeback. Yeah, and then Peter, of course, I got to say thanks for picking up a makes a little too happen shirt, man. That's very cool. Um, but uh, I want to thank you both for for joining us today as we close out uh, Mando season three. So before we get into anything, uh, I'm sure a lot of our audience is already familiar with both of you, Peter slash film, both of you, Ordinary Adventures. Uh, any plugs you'd like to toss out there where they can find you, where they can follow your adventures on youtube you can go to youtube.com slash ordinary adventures recently we went to disneyland and you know when force awakens came out ray had that bread that portion bread that she like put the portion in the thing and added water mm -hmm. and it, it was like, very cool. up wanted to eat that we finally got to eat it in yeah Galaxy's they're selling Edge. it now at disneyland <gasps> yeah. Shut and up. and it's pretty delicious all right. it's does it, does it do a thing or is it just the idea no. of it no it's okay. just right. it's just a croissant basically but it's really good <laughs> did you have to add anything to it no i wish okay i wish but the cool Not... thing is in the movie that was done all practically yes like totally practically but and she couldn't eat it they were like do not eat this it's like yeah, i've always <laughs> wanted to eat it so it's yeah. cool that it's there that's cool oh, is I'm it so, so jealous. It, it's inside only galaxy's edge or can you get it another oh okay Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Just in Very Disneyland cool. right now. Right on. Oh, yeah. It's not Disney World yet? Not Disney World. Yeah. I Only love how Disneyland yes. gets everything. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We're very blessed over here. I, I love how these two show us everything on their YouTube channel. <laughs> they right? do. That's yeah. the thing. is like, I can't ever go out to Disneyland. I mean, we did the one time, but usually it's completely off limits. So I rely on these two to show me what's going on most of the time. And let me let me awesome. ask you guys because I I don't know what it was but we were at Galaxy's Edge for the first time last year in Anaheim for a celebration. Me and Lacey were. James had been there before, and Lacey's like, "I'm gonna go grab you know some breakfast," and she grabbed the Ronto morning wrap. And I don't know what happened, but I had a religious experience with that Ronto morning wrap. <laughs> and I I didn't you really the, did. lunch, okay. the lunch one is fine, but that morning one it did something to me. I don't know what it I is, know. but. I it's did you, did so you... good. Okay. I feel like so, we never get there early enough either. Like, because they stop selling it at ten. Yeah. We don't get there that early. But if you do, <laughs> if you do get there that early, it's so it's good. Worth it. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Yeah. They I had gone it. on the reward smugglers so run, and I was like, I'm gonna go get. Do you guys want one? And they were like, I guess. And then afterward, John was like, 
I will never uh, eat anything. I could eat two more of those things <laughs> to the chagrin of yeah, me. But yeah, very, very, very good. Um, I do want to thank everybody for joining us live. If you are in the chat, thanks so much for popping in. Uh, make sure you know the standard stuff, like the video, share it on social media, whatever you got going on. But uh, just strap in for a good time because uh, we're going to close this thing out, having some fun talking about the latest chapter in Star Wars, which happens to be the final chapter of season three of The Mandalorian. Lot to talk about, of course. And if you'd like your comment read on the show, we do, you know, we're grateful enough to get so many comments. Uh, if you want us to react and, and read it on the show, we do have super chats available as well. So thank you for that support. And last but not least, from our plugs, uh, we couldn't do shows like this without our Patreon supporters. So we have to say thank you to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. All of our resistance officers, no matter what tier you are, thank you so much for uh, choosing us and supporting what we do here. So thank you. Um, all right, so let's kick things off how we usually do on the show, which is the Pedro Pascal face scale. And what that is, is we each go around and rate the episode zero to 10. Halves are allowed. And then we average it out and see how many Pedros we're going to see on the screen here. So for the last time this season, let's kick it off this time with James. What did you score chapter 24? Uh, I gave it a nine. Um, I was really happy with the way that everything wrapped up. And um, I think in a, a good way, too, it didn't give us like an empire ending, but actually sort of um, closed a lot of things out, made us feel good. They they won the war. They got their land back. You know, the bad guy is dead, question mark. But still like that. <laughs> essentially, that's what we're looking at. Oh, I didn't um, even think of that. You're right. We didn't see him. <laughs> we didn't see him. That's the thing. You never see him die. Oh, geez. <laughs> all in all, though, I think like where they were, where they wanted this season to go, that chapter seven and chapter eight payoff was really worth it, in my opinion. I think they, they landed the ending of this season. So I, I gave this episode a nine. And last week's was 9.5 because I just I loved it. I wasn't here, but 9.5 for me. Yeah. And there was something like we talked about it with uh, Alex Damon, who joined us last week, who was also at Celebration. But we, uh, we got to see it in the room with 4,000 people. And that may have uh, this is last week's episode, Chapter 23. That gave me the point. That five, may have boosted yeah. us a little bit, but that was mm -hmm. a special fun episode for sure. But a high score there. So uh, you enjoyed it. Good to see James. Uh, Peter, we're going to check in with you here. Would you rate this one zero to ten? I feel bad because last time you had me on for the book of Boba Fett finale, like I'm usually like super positive out of all my friends. I like stuff. Okay. Don't feel Oops. bad. This don't feel bad. Things. And Save I feel me. like I'm, I'm the one that liked it the least here, I think, which is uh, I'm giving it seven Pedro Pascal's. Okay. And I think there's know, a lot of sevens in the comments. So you're not yeah. alone. Yeah. It's a good episode. I just felt like, um, it felt like a lot happened in like such a short period. Of, it, it almost felt like I know this did not happen, but it felt like Disney was like, we have to cancel the Mandalorian. You have one episode to wrap everything up. Oh, you have right. 30 minutes yeah. to do it, do it. And like, that's what it felt like to, to, to me. Um, it was, it was a good episode. There was awesome action. There was, um, I think maybe, you know what they say about, um, expectation is, uh, the joy uh, is uh, thief the, of joy. Yeah, Thief of Joy. Um, I think I was expecting, you know, you see, the first season finale had the Darksaber reveal. The second yeah. season finale had Luke reveal. So I think I was expecting a big thing. And it's not their fault that they didn't give us a big thing. They didn't promise a big thing. 
right, but right. I, it was just kind of like a yeah so right on right on yeah <laughs> i mean I, I i cannot get that because they did certainly raise the bar each time and then uh there's no fault of you to have expected something there as well so i understand that uh kitra how about you what did you score uh chapter 24 so i gave it an eight i initially kind of feel the same Alex? way peter does for the same reasons it's like i think we're all expecting so much and there's all these theories that are always going around mm -hmm. and like you said the past couple seasons it always kind of leaves on a cliffhanger i think i was expecting more like intertwining with ahsoka somehow like we'd see mm -hmm. sabine or we'd see thrawn mm -hmm. or we'd see something or there'd be a yeah. post-credit scene and there wasn't so like peter said it's kind of my fault for like getting my expectations up really high but when I went back and I like thought about it, like it was an awesome episode and like a lot of unexpected things did happen that like I didn't even weren't even on my mind. So for that, mm -hmm. like I liked it a lot. It did feel a little bit short, though. Like it just felt like everything happened really quick. But... I So it's funny. I have this barometer I do where if I pause a show to check how much is left, it's either a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> and yeah. for, for this one, it was I was checking. I was like, I hope there's a lot more to go. And there yeah, was like, like 10 minutes left. And I was like, okay, all right. You know, where sometimes I'm like, oh, God. I we're like, we started it. We're like 35 minutes. What? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I'm going to actually, I considered your point, Peter, as a positive um, in that mm -hmm. Favreau and company created a finale that is able to stand on its own without the shock factor or awe factor yeah. of a Luke Skywalker or the Darksaber. So I think in the long run, it will hold its own a bit stronger. Um, so I gave this a nine. And I think a lot of it is driven behind the visual element of it because they're obviously filming this thing in Manhattan Beach studios. But these last two episodes did not feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi to me. It did not feel like some of the more... <laughs> claustrophobic stuff we've seen filmed in the volume it still felt cinematic with some of the sweeping shots and stuff and i really enjoyed that element of it and um uh, i'll get to my favorite moment when we go over our favorite moments but uh, i'm giving this one a nine i thought it was a really strong uh finale and i'm kind of glad that it wasn't uh cliff hung if i just made up a word because we do have to go to Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew and stuff like that. And we may be two years from seeing Mando. So I kind of like that they're like, we're going to put a bow on this for now. And then we'll pick it up. Um, but high score for me, nine. Uh, and Lacey, you get to close out the Pedro Pascal scale for the season. Yeah, so I hovered between eight and nine, eight and a half and nine. I ended up going with nine. And this is a completely probably bogus score on my part. It's just that no one died. <laughs> I know. Well, same, same. So <laughs> I went into this just like you guys did, especially Kitcher with like all these expectations. I was like, oh my God, they're going to kill Bo Katan. They're going to kill Din. Din's going to get mind flayed. Everybody's going to be dead. <laughs> you, you know, Grogu's going to get taken again. Like, and then nothing happened. And they're like peaceful at the end. He's just like chilling with a frog. And I was like, I got to give this a nine. It's not Luke Skywalker 10, <laughs> but it's a nine because no one's dead and Dave Filoni didn't get to kill anyone. 
Were you waiting for like the end credit scene too? Were you like, yes. oh, but there's going to be an end credit scene. You're going to see like his hand like come up over <laughs> well, the cliff or something. That or Thrawn or Ahsoka was going to show yeah. up. And like I was the same way. Like I thought Sabine was going to come save the day with Boba Fett because we assumed he was going to show up at some point. Um, and then Zeb wasn't in the bar. I thought he was going to be in the bar again. He wasn't. Yeah. Filoni was there somehow on the other side of the bar this time. Yeah. <laughs> Change seats. Um, and also, what's his name? Uh, Peter, uh, Ramsey, Peter Ramsey. That directed. Was a flight yeah. X-Wing pilot. Yeah. Yep. So I guess like it's a great episode. It's solid. It has really fun moments. It has scary moments and like kind of anxious moments. But I have to give it a higher score because no one died. And I was like really excited. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Whatever your parameters are, you're. I mean, they are fair because, uh, and you know, Gideon. But who is the spy? Apparently, smarter people than than me were like, well, it was the Mandalorian spying on the the base. It wasn't this, you know, uh, n- no way out type of twist. So I still don't mm-hmm. trust the armor. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like. She will last until the final frame of the season and just be the nicest person possible and the show will end and people be like, I don't trust her. I don't trust her <laughs> yeah. no more. Trust you, Phyllis. Yeah. Um, all right. It's let's get... Yes. You all get true. All the Lauren, yeah. Um, all right. So our score uh, between the five of us averaged out to an 8.4 on the Pedro Pascal scale. There he is. Smiley. Happy. Hopefully good. Nielsen returns. Uh, well done, <laughs> sir. And for, for for a guy who didn't really have to walk on set once, uh, that was the is. big thing people were saying today. They were like, "So did he ever show?" Uh, yeah, I think yep. now he has to for season four. They're, they're really push, pushing the envelope here. Um, but uh, that's for a story for later on, I guess. But our patrons mm-hmm. checked in with their score, and they're just a tad below us at eight point two. Uh, so very good scores all around. And uh, we'll get to a couple of their comments. Um, we have Major Patrick Hickey who said, it's an eight for me. Decent finale, but felt like the ending fell a bit flat. Um, it's probably unfair to compare it to Chapter 16's Season 2 finale, but overall, I'm happy. I thought that Grogu focusing on defense uh, defense throughout the fight scene could be interesting in the future. And then we have a uh, new general, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, which has to be a real name, uh, said 8.5. <laughs> Loved it, uh, though it felt a little anticlimactic. I don't know. So... Um, sort of uh, peppering your thoughts in there, Peter, about uh, maybe expecting a bit more and not getting it. So I, you know, I understand that. Um, now, we are going to move on, and I know there are people waiting for our final giveaway number. But before we do that, Lacey, I did see that we had a super chat. We do have a super chat. So our first super chat is from Andrew Staley. Hey, Andrew. Hope oh, you're thanks, well. Buddy. We miss you, buddy. He said, enjoyed the Mando fan show this go around. Thanks for all you guys and gals do appreciate you. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate yeah. you too. Thank you. And we also have another one from Cal Beckworth. What up, Cal? He says, I really like how they set up the Mandalorian going forward. I really like this season, but least favorite of the three seasons. Thanks, TRB, for a great season of the Mando Fan Show. Thank, Thank you for you, watching. Yeah. I get that, though. I feel like season one, you had Moff Gideon, who was just like a boss and just like everybody was in trouble and he brings out the dark saber and it's this whole thing season two you have luke skywalker this season they were like he's happy just like chilling <laughs> yeah. in his cabin and you're yeah. like okay yeah. <laughs> yeah yep 
Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you for that, Kyle and Andrew. We appreciate that very much. Um, and keep that chat going because a lot of people are saying some really cool stuff. So we're about to get into our main discussion in a minute here. But before we do that, I know there are people who have been collecting our bounty as we've gone along all season and the Mando code is coming to a close. So just a reminder of what we're, what's at stake here is the uh, grand prize Star Wars Black Series Mandalorian three-pack of Mando, Ahsoka Tano, and Grogu, uh, the Resistance Broadcast logo t-shirt, Mandalorian and Grogu Funko Pop, and the Star Wars Celebration exclusive tracking fob keychain. All will go to one person who is going to be able to send in the correct sequence of numbers. So we didn't give them out in the correct order, of course. If you're if you're a rookie, I apologize for you not understanding that. And also what those numbers mean. And the final number in the Mando code is zero. And how to enter how to enter to win? You must put those numbers in the correct order and tell us what they represent and email us starting now to resistancebroadcast at gmail.com. Uh, if there were any emails that we received before this moment, we will not count those. You can't jump the gun. Patience is key in Star Wars. So There are none. So go, All right. So this point going forward, whoever's the first person to email us will be the winner. And we'll reveal that at the end of this episode. But now it's time to get down to business. And... Can we jump into one last super chat before we yes, go on? Absolutely. Yes. All right. So we have Aaron Cole. Thank you, Aaron, so much. <laughs> he says, Aaron. reuniting in uh, Book of Boba Fett allowed for the familial bond to grow, leading to Ding Grogu. Oh my God, Din Grogu, uh, as a Mando apprentice. <laughs> Reuniting in season three would feel jarring for Din to adopt Grogu after years of separation. The Book of Boba Fett payoff Rick referenced? Question mark. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what he's talking about? The reference where he says it's all kind kind of coming together and it all sort of mm-hmm. pays off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. prob that's probably what it is, is is getting to that point now where we feel even more comfortable with their relationship because we less left the last season of the Mandalorian with them being separated. But now because of all the ancillary shows that they're doing and how everything is sort of connected, we can now go into this season um, the way it should be without having to worry about an additional storyline of how they're going to get back together. Sure. Yeah. How do you guys feel about Din Grogu? I'm just going to say this. So they made it confusing with the calling the Mandalorian Mando, and then they introduced a bunch of Mandos, and, and Grief still calls him Mando. And now we can't even call him Din anymore because Din's apparently the familial name. So now we got to call him Jaren or something. I don't know. What, what <laughs> Kitra and Peter, what do, what do you guys think? I don't, I guess I didn't realize. I don't know. It kind of took me by surprise. I was like, oh, I just thought that was his first name this whole time. <laughs> me too. So yeah. 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 So. I don't know. It's gonna. It's yeah. interesting. We'll just go back to calling him Baby Yoda, and then everybody will yell at us. Oh well, well Favreau did it at Celebration like it. three times. I know he's still Baby Yoda to me. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Bob Iger doesn't care what we call him as long as we buy the merch. So <laughs> we do have and a couple you... more super chats. Oh yeah, sure. So Freezy two three two four. What up, Freezy? He says, "Congratulations on your celebration su- success, TRB. Thank you. Uh, yes. Do you think Mandoverse movie will include Luke Han and Leia?" I do not. If anybody, Luke, but I don't think all three. I don't think so. That's yeah, it's anybody? tough. But you know, with them working with the actor, um, not just Mark Hamill, but the other one that does a lot of the facial stuff as well. I mean, it's possible because they're friendly with that person. But I, I, yeah, I don't know about Han and Leia. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's tricky because you also got the books, which very clearly did have Luke, Han, and Leia and stuff. So when it comes to Thrawn, but mm -hmm. probably not, honestly. Ordinary Ventures, what do we think? You want to see the uh, the OGs, or do you think they would steal the spotlight? No, I don't think I need to see them. <laughs> I don't think I need to see them, but if I do see them, I don't want the CG deep fake versions. Just find someone, you know, yeah. like they did in Solo. You, you just just get Sebastian Stan. That's what everybody wants. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All uh, right. Last super chat, Christian Morales. Thank oh, you, wow. Christian, AK Chris, Christian Chris, one of the two. He says, you thought that was the last comment for now, but you didn't expect mine. You're correct. You are correct. Well, there you go. Thanks, Thank Christian. you. Thank you, everybody, okay. very much. Um, all right. So let's get into it now. And we'll start things off uh, by going around and just giving what our favorite moment of the episode was, whether that's a shot, a line, uh, an action sequence, something that made you laugh, anything that was your favorite moment from this episode. Um, so we'll start with our guests of honor, uh, if you would like. Uh, so, Peter, did you have a favorite moment or shot or line scene from this uh, final season three episode? I think the, the moment that I got most excited about was Bo-Katan igniting the dark saber as she was like leading the army of jetpacking Mandalorians, like jumping down into the uh, Imperial Trooper, like that, that battle. Cool. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. For me, it was probably the fire and Grogu, like using the force to protect them. It reminded me of Guardians of the Galaxy when Groot kind of like protected everybody. Yes. Like, oh. so I just, I loved it so much. I was just like, oh, I was like, he's going to be so tired after that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a beautiful callback to season one, too, where he does the same thing, but he's so little. Yeah. yeah. And he just passes out. He's like, yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Great picks. Uh, Lacey, how about you? Uh, my favorite was when the Mandalorian thought he could take on those guards and he's like really down on his luck. And then Grogu shows up and it's just spraying oh. with the Bacta. And he's like, I'm good. I'm good. Stop. Stop. Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you could just spray back to like well, a callback to season one. Remember oh, when he takes his off? IG-11 did. Yeah. Oh, right. Jeez. I got to go back and watch season one again, man. <laughs> so good. All right. Yeah, that's the final good. episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's good. That's a good pick. James, how about you? Um. I, I have a soft spot in my heart for the moment when Grogu is rescuing from the Praetorian uh, guards. Yeah. Am I saying that? Why is that not coming out right? Praetorian. <laughs> yeah. Praetorian. Yeah. Um, I really like that part, but I actually do think my favorite part of the episode was seeing all of the Mandalorians in front of the, the burner and igniting that. I think <sighs> it was so, it felt so much like earned. I just felt very excited for these people who were back in this place igniting this thing for Mandalore for Mandalore. You know what I mean? And I was like, we got here. This has been three seasons and here they are lighting the fires of this place that we first saw in the clone wars. You know, it's just so cool. Uh, it, it felt like payoff for me. I mean, that's uh, another good pick. Um, Kitra, I'm with you. Uh, it's the moment where Grogu protects them in the, using the force of the fire for a few, a few reasons. One, you know, to your point, just seeing him do the, do his thing and getting that behind his back, like POV shot reminded me of uh, Yoda behind him and TLJ as he's burning the tree. Um, I felt some patterns there, but then also the music. Kanan. Yeah. Kanan, of course. Yeah. yeah. And then the music I felt was no offense to Joseph Shirley, but 
I felt like it wasn't as strong as the first two seasons. I know Ludwig didn't do it this season, but in that moment, I really felt it. I felt that they, uh, and, and, they, and your pets agree, which is fantastic. Your dogs agree with us. So that's good. But I will say that I thought the music was very strong in that moment. I thought the moment was elevated because of that. So I'm going with, uh, the moment Grogu protected his, his family, Bokatan and, uh, Jaren. I'll just call him Jaren now. Um, all right. See, but so I let's... took I took the name thing. By the way, that you know how when you become a child, like when you're uh, the child of an adult, or you get married, you take someone's last name. In Star Wars, they take the first name. That's how I took it. Is that weird? Um, I I, I, don't, I don't know. I I think that could be the case for in some Star Wars culture. Obviously, like the Thrawn name convention is like way crazy. <laughs> right, but right. um. To, to me, I still kind of think of Din as his first name, but I sort of took it more along the lines of um, like they named him after the person, like how your oh. son is named John, John, you yeah. know, like they hmm. just sort of did that. Like, um, like he's named after his father, but not because of, but not a last name thing. Just like he's named after his father kind of, I don't know that just that alone. All right. I mean, as long but, as we can still call him Din, like for Din Jarn and it not be confusing, because I think people still just going to call him Grogu, you know, I think. Oh, I am. I yeah. Am. I wonder if we'll ever find out more. Ditcher's like, no, it's Baby Yoda. Family. We're back to Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> like, is Din Djarin's parents name like Din Samantha and Din John, <laughs> Don, Din Jerry or whatever, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's like, um, Paz Vizsla's son is named Ragnar, so it's not like he took Paz. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I don't know. Unless yeah. he's Paz Ragnar, we don't know that yet. And then there was oh. Tar Vizsla, Pre Vizsla, Paz Vizsla. Like, they did it Wait, right. Wait, I got it. Yeah. Yoda said everything kind of backwards, so maybe it's like oh. the species. <laughs> that... Oh, wow. No. It's how his license reads. That's yeah. the best one we've got. In comma, Grogu. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, you know what? That's the best I've heard so far. So let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right. So let's just ha- let's talk about this thing. I don't know if Lacey, if there were any super chats we need to to get through before we get into the main discussion, but we can probably do that now if we do. We have one from Qui Gon J who says, "Say her name, Satine." I know this was a big disappointment for a lot of people that she was not mentioned. On the count of three, should we say her name? Sure, go ahead. One, two, three. Satine. Satine. Oh, I went way too early. <laughs> <laughs> we did well. That's the beauty of vir- virtual conversation. Uh, we did it for you though, Qui Gon J, as requested. So there you go. Thank you. I guess people are just disappointed because they didn't really mention it in Obi Wan. They didn't mention it in this. So people are like, "Are you ever going to mention this person exists?" Yeah, I, I mean, I think Peter sort of nailed part of the issue with a bunch of fans who may have not have loved this episode is that they they established that expectation of either a big cameo or a big twist, and we just didn't get any of that in this episode. So we do have um, Barclay yeah. Erickson. What up? Awesome name. Call him Din like Obi-Wan calling Vader Darth. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Interessante. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Barclay. Yeah. All right. So let's just talk about this thing. Um, all right. Ordinary Avengers crew overall this episode. Um, 
you gave it good scores. Maybe not your favorite episode, but uh, your general thoughts on this episode. How'd you feel? How do you, how do you feel now that it's maybe digested a bit? I uh, know it's the day of, but Mando season three is over. And how do you feel about this one to close it out? I feel like, like I said earlier, like I feel the more I think about it, the more I feel like it's a great ending because like Bo had her mo, like the, all the Mandalorians had their moment and then di- the two J- Dins had their moment and the bad guy was, <laughs> was maybe <laughs> killed. I don't know. Um, but I feel like the two episode eight and episode nine were probably like the two strongest episodes of the whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could go ahead and say Yeah, eight was yeah. my favorite. Yeah, I loved eight. Did you, did you guys mean seven, seven and, and eight? Seven and eight. Seven and eight. Yeah. Or, or seven, seven and eight. Sorry. Oh, it was, okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> um. I know a lot of people had problems with this season, and I feel like it was another expectation thing. Like, if they had called the season The Mandalorians, and it was like yeah. a spinoff, like, I don't think people would have had a problem. But, like, everybody was invested in Mando and Grogu being together on adventures. And it, I feel like this episode is, if anybody has that problem, this episode leaves you in the place that that seems like that's what next season's going to be. So, I mean, right. that I think is a good thing. Yeah. And do you feel that there was anything that needed more development or resolution or, or like, like, Oh, I got to wait two years to find out blank, (laughs) you know, you know, I'll make one complaint about one resolution we got. Um, You know, the first season, the first episode of the first season set up that Moff Gideon wanted Grogu and was doing tests on Grogu. (laughs) And I thought this was going to be this big thing that was going to connect again, maybe my expectations or whatever, but like the answer that it was just Moff Gideon trying to build. He just wanted to clone himself. Clone himself and give himself force force. powers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like such a lame. And then we didn't even get to see the clone. I mean, they just killed them before they even like birthed the clones or anything. Right. It would have been cool if like they could have fought the, you know, force powered clones or something but um, that could have been wild yeah Yeah. i was hoping it was going to connect to like snoke and palpatine like somehow i'll i'll say this james real quick just about because it's on the topic of moff gideon like i've been like just wanting more and more of moff gideon since the moment i heard he was cast because i love breaking bad (laughs) you know but also finally seeing him show up as a very sort of calmly pulsed Hannibal Lecter type calculated villain and then uh, we got a taste of him there and uh, he was frightful he was new he was fresh I'm like finally you know Star Wars which I feel has had a villain problem especially in live action here we go we got this new villain and then he just doesn't really show up much in season two tries to off himself that was weird and then season three he's just gone until the end here I feel like he hasn't been used enough but at the same time when we've gotten him it's felt worth it because he hasn't been here a lot sort of like darth vader only showing up for like you know 40 minutes in the entire original trilogy but when you got him you got him big it's sort of like that but if this is the end of him if he actually died here and it wasn't like a clone or he didn't escape and the armor didn't protect him it's another wasted great star wars villain to Mm -hmm. to 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 just hand it off to thrawn now or something that would bother me so I my resolution that I need to find out is I hope this isn't the end of Moff Gideon. And if it is, it's a it's a misuse of a great villainous actor and a potentially great fresh villain. Yeah, and his suit was so cool. (laughs) Yes, that was going to be that was going to be my thing, John, is like 
I, I don't know if you guys have come across it today, but I've saw it floating around that that what makes sense is that what we saw die on screen was one of the clones. And I'd kicked around. I was like, well, man, I feel like people are going to think that was pretty cheap. But I don't know some of the signs that people were pointing to, like the really weird poster of him, like from season two was the one they released from off Gideon. That's mm. strange. Yeah. Uh, the fact that in the poster, he has the mustache, but like in all of season three, he does not have any mustaches, nor do any of his clones. Uh, so that's kind of strange too. It's like, I, I, I don't know. It, it kind of made sense to me that, that that could be one way for them to have had a satisfying ending that the, the guy died or that they got out of the situation, but maybe Moff Gideon is not completely dead. Mm -hmm. um, and I also thought it a little strange that last time he fought uh, the Mandalorian one-on-one, -on -one, he lost pretty easily. And this time he's like, I'll do it myself. And it's like, you're going to lose again. I don't understand why he was <laughs> he had a so super happy suit to time. go right back in. I mean, he I did have that new so, gear. Yeah. yeah. But he lost last time and he lost again. So I don't know why he was so confident, but I can understand a clone being a little bit more confident. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. Didn't had more. Think. Didn't had stronger backup this time too. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe if it was just him, if it was just one-on-one, -on -one, no dark saber, I don't know. Who knows? Um, How do you Lacey... guys feel about the the dark saber not existing anymore? Ooh, that's a you... that's a tough one. A lot of people were upset about that online. I was kind I of answer... just like, oh, it's broken. <laughs> I <laughs> felt that way walking out of the Last Jedi, and I was like, oh, that's it. And that's kind of cool. Let's move on. And then they're like, <laughs> fixed. So <laughs> I I don't know that it's. Like, is the crystal still good? Can they just find another piece of metal to put it in? Like, I, I don't know that maybe the crystal lives on or something, but I'm cool with it being gone. I, I was kind of hoping, and that would go with the theme of sort of, if Mandalorians are going to continue to exist, they need to evolve beyond their ancient history and being tied to their past. And it looks like a lot of the themes of this season was about Mandalorians letting go of their traditions, whether it's the, you know, Children of the Watch or whether it's, you know, Bo-Katan and the Night Owls and, and her family. It's just people realizing like, if we're going to survive, we all need to sort of get on the same page here and maybe throw out our what we think is the right yeah. way. Yeah. And I think the Darksaber is part of that, a big part of that. You, you know what? The, I think the ending scene to me, on that note, because I agree with you that that's the theme of the season, would have played better for me if Din is there like watching Grogu and he takes off his helmet and puts it next. Like, I, I feel like that would have been the perfect, like, yeah, way to end it. Yeah. I, the dark saber, the dark saber thing for me is, is probably something that I'm going to have to think about and sort of have time to sort of sit with how that ended. Um, but the, but the immediate reaction to it being destroyed was, I thought a little strange that, it was Gideon that broke the saber, but I felt like he would have been the one that would be like, I want that. That's mine or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it would have been better if Bo was the one that was like, if, if like all this whole time she had been thinking that was what she wanted, but she didn't need it. So she like somehow destroyed it in order to mm -hmm. do something to Gideon. You know, not, not as stupid as this, but like she throws it into the lava and he goes running after it kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that would be really stupid, but I'm saying yeah. you get the point of like, she gets rid of it and he goes after it to well, his Sort of like Luke in Return of the Jedi. He's throwing his lightsaber away. 
but it was sort of the opposite of that. And I was kind of like left a little underwhelmed with the whole, like what was the point of Din giving the lightsaber to her so she could lead it when like the very first battle she has with it, it ends up just getting broken and lost. <laughs> womp, I was like, womp. Oh, that, that, that kind of stinks, but you know, it is what it is. And, and now that it's at the end of its line, I mean, you're right. They could rebuild it. Maybe we'll figure out what they do. They're pretty creative with stuff like that. But if this is supposed to be the end of the dark saber, then I go, okay, let's spend some time with that and, you know, come up with the best feel. I want to see, that. speaking of uh, Sabine, I want to see Sabine finding out that the dark saber is destroyed and seeing like, I was so wrong. I've been saying for years that Sabine was going to show up at the end of this series, at the end of the season. And she did not. Well, so we'll see her in August. That's good all right. thing. I did not make a bet about it. About a, a, a pie bet. Yeah. <laughs> Which the video is coming. The video is coming. The pies have been delivered to faces in London. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We will be posting that video. It's probably um, the dumbest thing we do, to be honest. Yeah. But they people people enjoy the dumb stuff. People enjoyed yeah. when we 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 did a Taco Bell challenge. Uh, Peter and Kitcher. I ate we, a spoon <laughs> spoonful of sugar once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The three of us tried to eat twelve soft tacos in one hour stream. Each. <laughs> I got to ten. I did pretty good. <laughs> I got. I finished the twelve, and then I I I had to uh, burrow into a cave for a week. You had to uh, end I, the stream early and be like, I, gotta go. <laughs> I, I sort of DJ Khaled out, and it was like, this is stupid. I'm not gonna make myself sick <laughs> for no reason. But we just get so, so competitive, John and I, that we were like, we're but doing yeah, this. Yeah, but if it was, if it was, the, I'll tell you right now, if it was the breakfast Ronto wrap. Well, no problem. Let's go. It's a lot of pita, but you know what are you gonna do? That is do? a lot of pita. But all right, so so dark saber gone, sort of that that um just thing hanging over the head of Mandalorians is one less obstacle for them to be torn apart. So I think we are sort of moving in this direction of the viability of Mandalore. We see regrowth on the planet, quite literally, um, with those pirates or spies or whatever you want to call those those guys um so there's clearly this, this move towards uh mandalorian and i don't know if you guys saw this but someone on twitter you know we always go back to that shot in rise of skywalker where lando has a, all the cavalry with him and someone said they saw those mandalorian ships well the one bo-katan flies I forget the name of the class ship but um they are there so um it's i think the future is uh certainly extends going to be expansive for future Mandalore, especially leading up to this Filoni movie. So, um, but in terms of other elements of this, um, I know they sort of rounded out the opening of season one where you had um, Paz Vizsla's son, you know, getting uh, anointed as part of the way. And I almost like forgot for a second that that was his son. So it was a bit more maybe emotional um, having remembered that. But then I think one part was a bit like, what is... I thought we all just kind of assumed that that Din Djarin was already his like dad. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I had friend text me and said that I cried so much at that moment. Like to me, I was like in shock or I was like in disbelief because I was like, I thought he had already adopted. This was him, established. Like, yeah. 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 It was confusing. At least by like, I mean, you watch and whether you have kids or not, I mean, you watch the end of season two when he takes off his helmet and he's like, like saying, don't be afraid. And, it's okay. Like that's a, a dad sending his kid off to camp or school for the first time. You know, the, yeah. the, we've seen a lot of these parental moments. So it just felt sort of like, like they needed official documentation or witnesses or <laughs> it, it just, I, 
that that felt a little odd to me. I don't know about Lace. I don't know if you how you felt about that, but um, it there were a couple moments that I felt like I was like, oh, I thought this was already established, but then I start to question my own sanity. That I'm like, did I just make this up in my head that like this was my head canon? You know, like did I just like assume these things? Because as Star Wars fans, I think I'm guilty of it all the time. I'm just like, oh yeah, oh, of course yeah. that's true. Yeah. And then it's like, then they tell the general audience like, hey, this is happening. And I'm like, of of course it is. And they're <laughs> like, wait, that that's a thing? Like a normal person would be like, I don't understand. And you're like, how did you not pick up on this? But at the same time, I think it was one of those things that he was a foundling, but then there were moments that Din didn't fully, like he was always like, don't do that, you know stay over here and this was the first episode that he welcomed grogu into the challenge like into the the battle which made me nervous i was like you're gonna bring a baby with you on this trip and he was like yeah i'm bringing the baby and i was like okay that's bold Uh, i need you to be brave yeah like and i get it but at the same time he's he's still a baby yeah so like which they i thought he was gonna talk at the end I didn't I definitely think thought he was going to talk. When, yeah. when she was like, he can't even talk. I was like, do it. Do it, Grogu. <laughs> yeah, and he was go. just like, I can't. I, she's right. right and I was like, yet. oh. <laughs> I love how I'm having conversations with these characters. Like, <laughs> 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 By the way, did any of you, like when Axe Wolves was going up to the the leg cruiser thinking that he was going to betray them all yes. in some way. Yes. yes. I was I like, hate- he's the spy. He's like, gonna happen. And like a like- minute later, oh okay. Maybe so not. <laughs> I also need to I also need to issue the apology that this morning when I was going through my Mandalorian minute, I dropped it. Axe Woves is dead. <laughs> and I all the comments were like, no, he got out the window. And I was like, did he? And then someone even put like he's the guy who was leading the chant. The he led the chant. Like, oh, that's yeah. right. I was yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> Can I just I say just, this is so on par with James that he misses like a small detail? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so I I was just sitting there like you know when you just watch an episode you're like trying to remember everything. And oh, big, dude. Yeah. The big takeaway from me like as I got to that part is like abandon the ship i'll take it down and he's on the thing he's like i'm gonna crash it into the building and i'm like i don't i don't remember much more detail about that character other than it was very clear he was kamikaze style driving that thing right (laughs) into the base and so i was i was like i guess they killed off that character and then i got a bunch of comments so you know thanks for clearing that up but after i saw it i was like oh shoot yeah he definitely well good you know good for him and that's and and, and to be clear that's why we do those mando minutes where like we wake up whenever we wake up in the morning we watch mando and we turn on our cameras and we give a minute reaction to that stuff and there's it's a genuine reaction because it's just sometimes there's a lot and sometimes i definitely miss stuff and you see in the comments like i can't believe you didn't bring up that and i'm like i can't believe i didn't either <laughs> you know? okay but sooner thron says james can translate all of basic but can- axe is now gone <laughs> <laughs> true. true well all right so the part when mando was going through the force fields and r5 was helping him out which by the way now he's got the rocket packs too like i don't know about that if i like that but um uh, it, it reminded me of Phantom Menace when the doors open and Obi-Wan tries to run through each one, uh, except this one, they're manually disabling them and he's like collecting this gear and like really gearing up and stuff. But the further he went along, I don't know if you guys that felt this way, I'm like, where's Grogu? Like he's further and further back there. He's going to get sniped. 
that was my biggest concern. And then he turns his head around and I'm like, oh, something bad's going to happen. I just had this, I don't know why I did. I wasn't worried about the Mandalorian because of my brain. I'm thinking Favreau already wrote season four. They're they're doing season four. It's called the Mandalorian. It's his show. I think he's going to be fine. Was Floney there being like, yeah, just kill him. He's okay. Nobody needs to. People were talking about like worried about Jim Jaren dying. And I never, I never, I never worried about that, but I was worried a little bit about Grogu. I don't know if I'm crazy or if you guys did, but I just felt like picture Floney being like, it's going to be hopeful. Just just kill him. (laughs) I wasn't worried when in that moment you were talking about, but I was actually when worried when no, when the Praetorians came out and they started following him back. That too. The yes, is the that? door shut. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, that is the same moment. Oh, right, yeah. Made yes. me so nervous. Yes, <laughs> because I was like in in the Last Jedi. I were like, here we go, some more foot soldiers to knock out, and they sure enough, Rain Kylo Ren did their job, and I'm like, makes sense. But after that last episode where Paz Vizsla just got slowly murdered, I was like, I am legitimately afraid of these guys. Yeah. And I, yeah. I was very concerned. I don't know about... I thought uh, Grogu Kitchener was going to pull but... out uh, Yoda's lightsaber at that part. I thought that that's what they were waiting for. Oh, man. Like, he was just going to be like... That would have been crazy. And I was going to be like, yeah. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, okay, as long as he's alive, I, I was I'm cool. thinking he was going to do something like, yeah, Attack of the Clones Yoda or something. So I'm with you on that. But uh, Kitra and Peter, in terms of that scene... Um, how'd you feel about the, you know, Din's sort of journey to that cloning room and eventually Moff Gideon? And did you have that those fears as well, or were you pretty confident Grogu was going to be all right? To be honest, when I was watching it, I didn't remember that Grogu was even with him until he like <laughs> popped his head around the thing after. And then I was like, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent honest. <laughs> I left the dog outside. Oh man, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's with him. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's good. What, <laughs> what worried me was like I, there was this tweet going around last week that was an Instagram story from one of the guys that plays Mandalorian, Br- Brandon Wayne. Wayne oh, Brandon Wayne. Brandon, yeah. Brandon Wayne, yeah. And I was unable to substantiate if this was actually a true Instagram because like, when I went to his Instagram, it wasn't there. But right. it was like, something like, you guys are not ready for next week. It's going to be sad or like something like that. I hate so when actors I was, do that. What? I hate when actors do that. Me too. Then, yeah. So I was like, oh my God, they're going to kill him. Like, I was like, this is going to happen. I like, People have been like, you know, all these YouTube people have been like, Pedro's not happy. I was like, no, that's complete crap. Yeah. But then when he posted that, or like when that was going around, I was like, is it true? And You're then the there. scene came up. Yeah, I was like, you know, I was at the, a moment of crisis. <laughs> <and> the, <completely. laughs> when I know it's true and I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, that's a fair point because I felt that way a little bit <laughs> when he was getting like roped up in the last episode and he was getting strangled and stuff. I was like definitely a bit concerned about um, Mando himself. And then for some reason, there's something about the IG12 thing that I love from the comedic standpoint. I'm I'm, I'm glad it's done because that easily could have been something that we love and then got really annoying real fast. John's um, sitting there going, no, no, right? no. <laughs> <laughs> but. I, there's something very feeble about that vessel that made me very concerned for Grogu. It's just like, I feel like it's easy to tip over. I feel like yeah. it's easy to get to him. I just didn't like, I didn't feel, I, I like him with his pod, with his little protected little roof better than the IG-12. So from an anxiety standpoint for the well-being of Grogu, I'm glad we're going to try something else out for, you know, whatever the future is. <laughs> I thought I thought that that was going to stick around for a lot longer 
Um, Not just with the yes, no, but I thought they were going to update it and give him Taika Waititi's voice. Like he could talk through it. And that would be a stepping stone between like him actually talking, but him being able to communicate. And I also thought, I mean, obviously in the last two episodes, the way he was moving around made that character a lot more of a less handicapped character. You know what I mean? Like you always kind of have to have this other thing around this pod, but like when he's in the body, he can move around, be uh, a helpful person. He can fight, you know, I just thought it was like the next logical step until we got to a point where they could age up his body enough to make him walk around and stuff, but to get rid of it so quickly, I was a little surprised. I'm like, oh, he's back to just walking around. I thought that was the end of the, the tub. I mean, what does he do now? Are we going to get season four where he's grown up? Are they going to let like 10 years pass? Well, they've been doing real time, so it might be two years later. You know, yeah, I don't know. But um, it just reminded I know- me again of like the new Guardians movie, like where Groot is like, Oh, he like yeah. looks so weird. Have you guys seen what he looks like for the new Guardians movie? No, is what, he like a twenty year old now? Like in the holiday special, I think he kind of he's gonna look yeah. the same, right? He looks strange. I don't like it. I'm like, I don't oh. want Grogu to ever get older. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, Lacey, I know well, we have a few till that Ray movie comes out. With some, uh, I know. Yeah. yeah, with some other points of view, Lacey. If we have those super chats, you want to get to? We do. All right. So first we have nerdy underscore Seb. Thank you so much for the super chat. They said, what happened to R5? LOL. Did they leave him? That was a whole, that whole sequence was awesome. Great callback to a new hope. It was really, really wonderful. Um, and the mouse droids were hilarious where they were like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he just blasted his way out of there. Didn't he? With his little rocket, rocket boosters, which is an R2D2 type thing. Yeah. Which I can't stand. I and, I, and, I and you know what's I thought of that when I watched it. I was like, John hates this. Well, all right. So I, it's not like one of those things like, oh, so stupid. Oh, you know, but <laughs> it's I think I like that there ha- is a give and take like in the original trilogy where they're like, don't forget the droids, you know, at, at the end of the Java sail barge blowing up or like, hey, we got to grab R2, you know, and they look to make sure he's with them and stuff. And don't forget about R2. And now with the having the rocket packs, it's almost like they don't need the humans. And I, I felt like there was a missing that give and take. Uh, and I think seeing R5, who we always thought was just this beat up piece of crap from the original trilogy. Now he has all of a sudden he had these things this whole time, like broken motivator. It's all right. I got rocket boosters. I'll go fly to Junlin Wastes. I'll go fly to Tashi Station, get myself a new motivator. I'll be back in three minutes. <laughs> it's, it's just I, I just... I, I just a nitpick. I just I not think a fan Kelly of gave the... him some upgrades. That's what I like. Maybe, think. and that's fine. It's just a little nitpick of mine. I, I'm not the biggest fan of the Astromex uh, having the. You know, I actually had a little worry moment too that I, like um, it's the finale, and there was a portion of it where I go, "Oh no, they're not going to lean into R five for this finale," and everybody's going to go. You know, I expected something really cool, and it was just like R five for half the episode. You know, but luckily they ended when they ended, and it was good, and they moved yeah. on. But yeah. there was definitely a part where they get like went back, and then they went back again to him, and I was like, "Guys, don't make this the whole episode, please." Yeah, yeah, R five, our uh, our new hero. Um, all right, what else we got? Next is Super Chats from JC. Thank you so much. Says Phasma survived and Gideon too dies on that hill. Phasma did not survive The Last Jedi. I know some authors are saying that she did, but she 
that was a fiery, fiery death. Mm. <laughs> this one was a little bit more kind of out there, I think. Because he could have like fallen down or whatever. Like hers was like she went to a collapsed ship. And that his, then... is that, is his armor that Beskar armor and he claims yeah. he has force, uh, you know, abilities or whatever. Like, could he have done the same thing Grogu did? Like, it, do you, like, Peter and Kitcher, do you, do you think it's more than 50% that he could be alive or do you think he's toast? Do you think it was even Moff Gideon there or was it a clone? Like, where, where do you guys stand on this? I don't, I don't know. What do you think? You know, I love that character. I love that actor. I, on one hand, I want him to continue to be alive and be part of this because like him with that suit, it's just like the, so cool. I call him Darth Gideon now. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Suit. But um, I feel like I want to see more of it, but at the same time, he's been defeated three times. I'm not sure we want to keep on bringing him back. Like it feels kind of cheap. The more you kind of like, he got arrested, he broke out, he, he died. Now he's back. It's a clone. And it's like, it feels like, you know, it becomes, it feels like the, in, in the comics, of Spider-Man <laughs> or the clone saga and all that stuff. It, it kind of feels cheap. Like Dr. Claw is like, I'll get you next time. Gadget. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Dr. Claw. Um, all right. Next we have Christian. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, he said, I love the way the armor said this is the way after Din proposed the adoption. It was the most genuine version I've heard her say in three seasons. She's still sus, Christian. <laughs> See, I, I'm done with I, I she she has the uh This is the way. I think she's gets the pass now. I, I think I've pointed my finger at her enough where it's like I think she's good now. Also, Emily Swallow is just so lovely. Yeah, yeah, she seems to really enjoy doing all this too, which is very cool. So, well, thank if, you, Chris. She wanted to screw them over. She could have done it like a billion times before now. Like I feel right. like <laughs> I would totally be right. surprised yeah. if they pulled her out of nowhere and was like, "This whole time I've been pulling strings to really bring down the Mandalorian." Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it would be too too much of a surprise. And and I think a lot of people had problems with the whole like Bo-Katan can take her helmet off thing, but that sort of that storyline sort of made sense to me. I go, okay, I wouldn't have predicted that, but I understand the purpose of why she's doing that, and because she wouldn't have gotten the other Mandalorians if they had to all wear their masks all the time. So she said, "Well, I can get the other group if we say, okay, you're you don't have to do this." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, and I I got it. I it wasn't something that I felt like she was being a jerk to everybody else i saw a lot of right. the memes of people right. saying like what i can walk both paths like why do you make me put the helmet on you know <laughs> kind of thing and i was yeah. like i mean that's funny <laughs> but it's not i mean it mm -hmm. makes sense to me from this religious world that they've created in this this mm -hmm. story true next is cal weaver what up kyle how's it going man we miss you uh he said want to say thank you for all that you do with the show and you all this show is and all the discussions bring me so much joy. Miss you all. Love the FC Cincy gear, James. Can't wait to see you all again. Woo! Thanks, He's Kyle. like matchy matchy today, James. The Star Wars soccer. Uh, we miss you too, <laughs> and we appreciate your thoughts. Thank you so much. Thanks, uh, buddy. Marco's up. What up, Marco? Thank you so much. He said, "What about Bo-Katan? Is she shacking up with Mando?" <laughs> I wish. Uh, I wish they had been getting closer the whole series, and then nothing. Marco, let's have a chat. Uh, big disappointment. <laughs> Probably the biggest disappointment for me is that nothing came of that. 
it was like they were hinting at it, hinting at it. There were moments, there were push move, you know, camera pushes on her, and like your song is not yet written, like romantic phrases that like the Star Wars official accounts across the world were putting hearts in their copy, and yet nothing. Wait a second. So if Bo Katan marries Din, what does her name become? Din, obviously. Din, Bo oh that's good <laughs> i mean what did you guys feel about i know these two guys don't really didn't really see it did you i did no i did oh you did okay yeah. catch repeater did you guys feel anything did you get any vibes i didn't no. to be honest no I, I didn't get any romantic vibes but it did it, there was like a mommy daddy to grogu kind of thing going on i felt mm-hmm. like yeah. I think I'm just deprived of romance in Star Wars, so I'm just forcing it on every character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always said I, w- I would have been okay if they did that, but I wasn't. I don't. I didn't think they were telling us that. Like I would have been okay yeah. with the storyline. I didn't not want it. I, I think they like were yeah. hinting at it though. A little bit like a they're playing. Like it's sleepless in Seattle, where Grogu's the kid and he's trying to like get <laughs> like those two together. And he's like, oh, I need help. Come help me. And she comes over, you know. I don't know. I just, I just feel like Grogu sort of wants that more than anyone. And Din doesn't realize it yet because he's like so in full Mando mode right now. I mean, she's um, just like a cool aunt. <laughs> no, cool aunt. I do like that. That's great, though. Yeah. But cool. like, I don't know, that whole speech that they gave and then the way that all the official accounts were like, always, always. Yeah. Get, I was like, what's with the hearts? What does it mean? It could be a slow <laughs> burn, too. It could be totally could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have Soonerthon. Thank you so much. He said, liked the laser walls, very phantom menace. The ship crashing at the end of Clone Wars. Think Moff is alive. Thrawn gets him in a breathing suit. So, if you guys can't tell, Soonerthon loves Thrawn. So, his time is almost here. <laughs> but I guess that, that perfectly leads kind of into what everyone's thoughts are of what's next. I mean, we didn't really get a continuation of Book of Boba Fett. We didn't see Cobb Vanth. We didn't see Boba Fett or Fennec Shand. So, how are we? leading into ahsoka how is this going to tie back like the Mandoverse movie stuff like where is well, let this me, going let me ask peter because you you jokingly said darth gideon and here we have you know sooner thrown bringing up a point of like maybe he's so messed up he needs a breathing suit like are we going full darth gideon moving forward if he's alive and would you be down with that mm. i think i would be down with that but i also feel like in this episode he like had that like kind of mech super strength suit thing where it sounded like a robot. Like when it was on, she like looked over at me and she was like, wait, is he ro- yeah, a I, like, robot now? Yeah, I was so confused. I was um, like, well, what is going on? Yeah. But, so I feel like they've already kind of done what it would end up being if he was became Darth Gideon. So I, I also know. like seeing his face because it's like Gustavo Fring. So like, I yeah. want to see his face. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be covered. But they can get him cheaper. If I you know. Just That's true. Of, You're right. The Pedro. <laughs> they could have, uh, they could have just actors portraying the character. Yeah, and replace his voice. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's a good point. Of in this show. Yeah. That is a good point. I, I don't know. Like, so I guess to, to sort of march towards the end of this uh, episode here, and we are going to announce the winner of the um, Mando code uh, in a, in a couple minutes here, but um, to sort of close out our discussion, um, I'll throw it back to you, ordinary adventures. Uh, any, after watching this, because I was sitting there like you Kitcher, at the end and you start seeing the Dutch voices provided by, and you're like, I don't think we're getting this end of <laughs> episode stinger with all these like back credits 
and stuff as the as the if clock's it, ticking 10 seconds nine seconds left it you know goes down it's done yeah <laughs> that's Disney what i figured yeah. yeah but if it so, stays you know there's something there so so do you guys think we're gonna see like um mando and grogu in like ahsoka or skeleton crew and they're gonna try to tie that in or and and more importantly like for mando itself do you, like do you guys have any thoughts on where they may take this thing and if not that's cool too you know I don't know, but like, is Bo Katan gonna get her own show, or because I want to see more of that now that I don't know. But I really, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would like to see more with the Mandalorians and stuff, but like, I don't know how. How does Mando fit into? I mean, we we think Ahsoka is gonna be them in search of Ezra, right? And then like, obviously, Thrawn's reemergence. Yeah. Um, how would Mando fit into that? I don't know. I guess he's gonna be in the Outer Rim, and that's where Thrawn is gonna. Have to cut. I'm guessing he's gonna have to have an appearance at one, at some point. And he's mm-hmm. sort of like with um Carson Tava sort of saying like you're gonna come work with us a bit. So he's sort of lining up with the New Republic a little bit. I'm so happy for Paul, by the way. Give him as much oh, yeah. as he wants. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he was like, Oh, what do you want? I was like, uh, a show with you, Paul. <laughs> um so when he he was like oh we're gonna work together i was like there he is season regular here we go here we go yeah um <laughs> all right well Lacey, do you have uh any thoughts on where mando's going and do you expect to see our main heroes popping in these other shows i think we're gonna see mando and everything because he's kind of that thread and as they've been calling this kind of casually as the Mandoverse, like multiple times from Kathleen Kennedy to Dave Filoni and all these people, Mandoverse. So I feel like because they're all connected, they're going to show up at some point. Maybe not to the extent of like Book of Boba Fett, um, but I mean, it could literally be like, oh, we need help from someone. He can help us or they right pass on. him or something like that. All right. Hmm. James, what uh, what's going on here? Where, where are we headed? The, the biggest question mark for me is actually Ahsoka, which is surprising because I think for most people that might be the the one where it would seem more obvious. But to me, having him go to Carson Teva and said, I want to help in the New Republic and I'm a bounty hunter and I need you to give me these jobs. I think that's a skeleton crew. I think there's a missing ship. They're looking for kids. He's involved somehow. He's g- going to find them or help them. Or the door opens and Grogu's there and the kids are like, oh. Yeah, or something. And then you get to see the after like all these episodes, you get to see him. I like that. Or the kids interacting with Grogu or something. There's payoff there. Uh, I almost feel that Ahsoka could be its its own thing. Like we've we've got so much to tell. Like we don't necessarily need to bring in Mando at this point. And you're going to be getting him at the end of the year anyway. You get him now. You can skip Ahsoka and get him in Skeleton Crew. Um, that that's my thought. Skeleton Crew, no Ahsoka. Interesting. I like that. I like that. We don't know because I'm not sure either. I like what you're saying, Lacey, about like because he's the central figure of all this. Him sort of like at least checking in so we can get a taste of where they're at in the timeline as we move forward. Because I think that's again, also true. It's like just an indicator of where it takes place. Like, oh, it's he confusing. doesn't, he modded the N1 a little bit. Just subtle like things, you know, to to enrich the layers of the suspension of disbelief and, too, especially the with this all building up to the Fett. movie. Book of Boba Fett, yeah. And that, is, that, is that's just all, story. I think what makes this even harder to speculate, especially the end of The Mandalorian as a show, is this is all building up to this big movie which all these shows are, I guess, Kathleen Kennedy basically said, uh, as candid as she's ever been, in my opinion, 
this is all building up with all these characters into one big climactic movie. So it's going to be even harder to speculate because that's when a lot of the stuff's going to go down in that movie. Uh, so I think Kitra, to your point, like whether Bo-Katan gets a series or not, she's probably going to have a really massive arc in part yeah. in the movie. So um, Katie, Katie Sackhoff doesn't have to worry about rent for a long time. Um, <laughs> she does but... Hallmark movies too. So she, can... she, she just <laughs> loves, I love that she just loves being Bo-Katan and that's all I need. Like, I just love that she loves it, you know, because we've been she had a Christmas about... one last year where she was like in this town and she goes back after like she had gotten a divorce with her daughter oh, and there's like a boat parade. <laughs> and I just remember being like, Bo-Katan's doing a boat parade in this like New England town boat for Katan. Christmas. I love that for her. Yeah. She seems was really called, happy. Was it called Merry Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> no, but she was very good in it. She has this whole moment with her father where she's like, you don't understand me. And I was like, you tell him. You tell him he doesn't understand. Well, be sure to check that out uh everybody uh i'm gonna look want. it up right now people are asking in the chat what movie it is i'm gonna look it um up. but before we get out of here we are going to uh first announce our winner of our mando code giveaway and this person was the fastest uh draw from the hip as a good bounty hunter is and the winner of the entire lot so again you're getting the black series three pack mandalorian ahsoka tano and grogu uh, Resistance Broadcast logo t-shirt, Mandalorian and Grogu Funko Pop, and the Star Wars Celebration exclusive from this year, the Tracking Fob keychain. And that is going to Danny Uresti. Uh, so congratulations, Danny. If you are in the chat, I assume you are because you were paying attention to the prompts. Congratulations Ooh. on being the ultimate uh, bounty hunter on this season of the Mando Fan Show. Thanks to everybody who did follow along on the Mando Code. As you know us, we're going to have more giveaways going forward. But this puts a wrap on the Mando code of this season. So well thank done, you to everybody Danny. for playing along. Also, Congratulations for everybody at home, Christmas sale. <laughs> there There's she Christmas is. Look at her. Look how happy she looks. Uh, and for people wondering what the answer was. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't mean to like interrupt. Oh, that's okay. It's way more important. Way more important. Because that, that, that Abbey Road looking cover was just mind blowing. Uh, the, the answer is. 11 27 2020 in that order which was the release date of ahsoka's live action debut uh in star wars with the jedi for the mandalorian season two so congrats to a lot of people got it but danny was the first one to get that answer in so congrats to danny but thank you to everybody for playing along hope you had fun and don't worry we'll have more contests going forward not just on the mando fan show but before we get out of here i you know i gotta say thank you again to kitra and peter you guys is such a fun time hanging out it flew by which means you're having a good time we got a cameo from the dogs always appreciate that <laughs> sorry about uh, that no, no are you kidding no, no. you know us we love that stuff james has a dog my dog barks sometimes my kids sound like they're bowling upstairs uh, we all have our things here but i want to thank you both for joining us very very much and uh once again where can people find you and and what's next on your adventure where are you headed next where are we next? Oh, actually, well, you can find us youtube.com slash ordinary adventures. And we're actually going back to the Galactic Star Cruiser 
and we'll be there on May the 4th. So that's oh my exciting. god! There you Isn't go. That the sold out yeah. one. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. A lot of friends are going. We got peer pressured. Some friends. We did. We're staying in like the grand and... suite, like with a bunch of people. We have like captain's table. But it's I'm... gonna be crazy. Wow. But Peter's talked yeah. about nonstop on Twitter. He's like, guys, today I was just thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about I Star know. Cruiser. So I'm happy for you. I'm happy that yeah. you get to go back. Are I'm they excited. doing anything uh, special that's out of the? We don't know. Not that we know, but I am going to get my face painted this time. So I'm pretty excited about (gasps) it. I love that. (laughs) And they can make you like a Star Wars alien. And there's a bunch of stuff that we didn't get to do the first time we were there. So we're going to try all that stuff and make a video. And also at Disneyland, they're doing a whole Star Wars month of May. And then there's also a Star Wars night. And we'll be doing covering all that on our YouTube channel as well. Can't wait to watch. And (laughs) tips are always good for how to like not just survive Disney, but how to like just maximize your experience. So I think you guys do a, a wonderful job. And uh, what not to miss is the big thing. Cause there's just so much, you guys are very honest with like, yeah. do this, not this, it, ignore yeah. this, not this. I think the best thing you guys said recently, which I really loved was the uh, grilled cheese, tomato soup tip. Oh my God. That <laughs> all so it. good. It's the best thing there. <laughs> so good. Recently we did a video where we ate every pizza at oh. theme parks in Southern California <laughs> to tell you which pizzas are good. Which pizzas are bad, and if is there good theme park pizza? You'll have to watch the video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's living the dream, man. I that love is that. living the dream. That's so awesome. Um, yeah. But thank, thank you both very much for coming on. Um, we do have. It looks like we have one more super chat come in. So we do. We, we have one more. If we didn't. Yeah. So Bruvies with Matt, thank, thank you so you, much. Said I think that version of Gideon died, but we are going to find out that one of his force imbued clones survived. Next season will be Super Gideon. <sighs> crazy there we go he already was super though (laughs) could he get any more super he's just like kevin nash's super shredder from secret of the ooze or something oh yeah (laughs) you know ninja turtles reference oh danny's in the comments congrats danny oh he's oh danny our winner all right congratulations danny uh we will email you uh just to get your details and we'll get all that stuff out to you so thank you again for uh watching along all season um but yeah kitcher and peter thank you again so much um we do want to say thank you to everybody who joined us live anyone who's listening on your audio platforms uh whether that's spotify or apple we appreciate that very very much and of course our patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast we do have to say a special shout out as we always do to our top uh generals and spice runners so uh thank you to carmelo john reese jetta rosewater frank Grande, darth hurricane nick kratz christian morales brian smith matt chitty danny mike Ramori. Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, Aaron Ellington, Diana Ivar, Micah Harrison, Chris White, Colin Cormier, Hass, Ryan Wara, and Jolton Jedi DiMaggio. And then our Spice Runners, David Provost, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, David Horn- Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. And thank you to everybody for supporting what we do here at TRB. It means a great deal. Uh, we will be back uh, next week to recap Season 3 just more of a relaxed look back on the entire season now that everything has calmed down. And then we'll go back to our normal rotation of TRB live on Thursdays thereafter. Uh, but Johnny Hoey on Twitter for me and my movie podcast, just like the movies. Uh, James, how about you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. And, and a quick mention too, about the ending of the episode with like Looney Tunes, like circles. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I loved it. that. I loved that. I was, was kind of like that seems a little out of play, out of tone, but I thought it was quite funny. That's, <laughs> That's a good call. I forgot about that actually. 
Um, and Lacey, how about you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin and on uh, TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. And also, if you're a Patreon member, you get to join our live Q&A after this about celebration. But if you're not, don't worry. We're releasing that episode to all our streams tomorrow to talk about everything Star Wars celebration. We're a little bit late. We were sick. We're feeling better. So we're going to get right <laughs> into it and talk about what we uh, what we experienced at the show right after it yeah so thank you again to everybody for joining us this season on the mando fan show again don't forget next week we're going to do a, a light more of a loose recap and stuff like that but we really appreciate it so until next time here on the resistance broadcast as always we will see you around kids